I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. It is an opposition Wednesday. And for that, we did a little double dipping. We have uh, Mike Haas, who is the play-by-play voice of the Saints. Mike, thank you for hopping on today. Sure, loved it. And Catherine Terrell covers the team for The Athletic. Catherine, thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is the, uh, this is the first time we'll, we, we will have two guests on a Wednesday. I, I usually send these out and hope to get a couple of nibbles for somebody to come on. And uh, it's a first-come, 1st first serve deal. I was so excited to have both of you respond. Though my wife said, well, why don't you just invite them both on? So here we are. So I appreciate both of you very much. Uh, when did you guys, Catherine, we'll start with you. When did you head out for, um, for Washington? I assume you'll be going to the game. Yeah, I'm actually um, going to Cincinnati first to visit a friend. So I actually leave on Thursday. Usually I leave on uh, Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be heading on the road early, but I'm looking forward to it. And, Mike, when does the team head up? You head up with the team? I do not. Uh, because of the COVID situation, we fly separately. So I'm leaving a little earlier on Saturday to try to see some, some friends in the D.C. area from college. Uh, and then for, this, for the first time this season, there's actually a flight home to New Orleans on Sunday. Normally we have to stay the next day, get up at four o'clock in the morning. So we leave uh, Sunday evening. So that's, that's a first for us. So looking forward to that. And, and Catherine, you mentioned uh, Cincinnati. You, that was your first stop, correct? You were with the athletic covering the Bengals for a little bit, if I didn't know. Uh, no, it was actually my second. Um, I used to cover the Saints for the Times-Picayune and then I covered the Bengals for ESPN before coming back home to cover the Saints for the athletic. And Mike, interesting story for you, I read, uh, you had put your hat in the ring for this gig before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. After Jim Henderson retired in 2017, there were a bunch of us. And then when Zach put his name in, it was, I mean, it was, he was the right guy. I told the radio station the same thing. I mean, Zach was, was, he was a super good guy, smart. Um, And so, yeah, I, in 2018, when they picked Zach, I was I was in the running at that point. And you, you're talking about Zach Streif, who eventually yes. left to get onto the coaching staff. He did. Yeah, I'm not really. I still have, I'm stunned <laughs> at the at the at the reason, but because uh, I'm I, he knows and I know and Cat knows assistant coaches and the amount of workload that they take on. But he loves it, and he's actually he's a great teacher uh, for those young players. So I, I've talked to him many times. He's happy. I was just, I can't say that I wasn't surprised because I was. I, I think people actually would be surprised at how many people turn down coaching gigs simply because of the amount of time that goes in that those guys put in. It's, it's incredible really to think of. Uh, Mike, we were talking briefly for the show guys. Sorry, you are from the DC area originally um and so this would be an interesting game for you you grew up a washington fan and now you're asking me will you be getting in trouble if if redskins slipped i said no i think you'll be all right but but it's interesting because this will be your first time covering washington since the name change i guess right being my first time covering them 
yeah, in a long time, really. I've never, you know, I grew up as a kid in Manassas, Virginia, just, just outside of D.C., and we were Redskins season, Washington season ticket holders. I'm going to be dead Sunday. Uh, Washington season ticket holders from, you know, our, our whole, my whole upbringing. So that, that was my team. That was my, my favorite team. When I was in college, uh, my freshman roommate for a part of our first year was Gary Clark. Uh, we became friends and certainly what he did for Washington for years to come. And so, yeah, that, they, they were my team. And, and uh, when I came down here in New Orleans, I was, you kind of lose your ability to be a fan when you cover the team. I, I you just, you know, you just, just difficult. Then in 06, I left, I was in news. And so I became a season ticket holder in 2006 and kind of reignited uh, being a fan. And that was, that was, those years were such a blast, but yeah, I've, I've never actually been to FedEx and Landover. My whole world was RFK. So this will be, it'll be new. Maybe the new setting will, Allow me to say I, Washington football team. I think you'll be disappointed uh, if you're recalling RFK compared to FedEx. Just I've not heard a lot of good things. I'll say that. Well, let's get into some football. Catherine, it couldn't be two more different quarterbacks that left, and they can't be two more different quarterbacks that are on the team. What are they doing to help the new quarterback be successful? Because they certainly can't expect them to, to do the same things that Breeze did. Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting. I, the The running theory among fans right now is they're too conservative with Jameis Winston. And, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it does take time to build those relationships. And I think that they kind of have the luxury of having a very good defense, other than, you know, they had some bad plays against the Giants, but they're pretty solid all around. So this defense can kind of carry them, and they don't have to have Jameis Winston put the game on his shoulders. I mean, at least not yet. So I, I guess what they're trying to do is kind of not make him feel like he has to do everything, and then you have these turnovers that you know he's so famous for or, or whatever that you kind of saw a little bit earlier in the season in one of the losses or the loss against the Panthers when he kind of reverted back to, to, to doing that. So I, I think that's the Saints' plan. You know, run the ball a lot, kind of focus on Alvin Kamara, let Jameis do things within the confines of the offense, but don't try to make him do too much. Mike, Catherine brought up the run game, and I was looking back just a little bit to prep for the game, and it, it didn't feel like they got Kamara going early and often in the first couple of games. I, I would assume that's the recipe for success is making him the focal point. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And, and to Kat's point as well, I think, I think they've, we've seen already from James enough of the deep ball, the 55 to Deontay, the deep pass to Mark West Callaway, the touchdown to Kenny Stills to call back. So I think that's a, I think she's hundred percent correct that they are trying to kind of instill in him that they don't need that. But I also think it can be a big weapon for them moving forward because it's not been really one that the Saints have had uh, the last few years. And you mentioned Kamara. You know, he had, his, he had an awesome game running the football, especially on first down, where I think this team, that can certainly change a game. They had 14 runs on first down, and Kamara had 12 of them and averaged 5.8 yards on running first down. So that puts you in second and four in the second and five and that plays right into the saints offense there were so many things that this offense did well it was hard to 
you know, pick out a lot of things. But when the Giants score two touchdowns on 18 seconds, it, it, the, the time of possession means a lot less when they when they score touchdowns in 18 seconds. And your first seven drives are in the Giants' territory, and you get zero points in the first three drives. I think those that first three drives to me was just so kind of monumental in giving the Giants confidence and not being able to kind of put a team down when you have a chance. It's interesting, Mike, you mentioned the deep ball and the receivers. I had to go look at who the receivers are on the team as somebody that doesn't follow the team. I mean, Michael Thomas is hurt, and I'm not sure what the status is for him. But, I mean, really, I, I was surprised at the, at the lack. It seems like that's a team that was built off the passing game. And the receivers, uh, not a bunch of household names in the receiver room. Pat, you want to take this one? Yeah, um, I would I would estimate that most people outside New Orleans cannot name more than one receiver on the Saints team right now. They oh, currently playing receiver. Uh, it, it's just – it is what it is right now. Uh, Michael Thomas is on PUP. He won't be back for a while. Traquan Smith has been hurt, and we've barely even seen him since training camp, really. I think he caught four passes in training camp, um, and he would have gone into training camp as their – number two behind Michael Thomas. So really you got a cast of unknowns. Um, Marquez Callaway is probably meant to be their de facto number one right now, but he's kind of had a slow start. I think he's really starting to finally get going. Um, and then really the most consistent receiver right now is Deontay Harris, which really surprised me because for the first two years of his career, he's been this guy, he's, he's lightning fast. He's a game changer. And yet he did get hurt a little bit and they didn't want him to get hurt. So he was only used sporadically. And now I think they're really kind of leaning on him more to be more than a kick returner. And so when he gets the ball, I mean, he's been consistently explosive. So um, you have those two and then Chris Hogan and then a, a few more that people might not know. But um, it's, it's kind of funny when Alvin Kamara is your number one pass catcher and he's not even a receiver. Adam Troutman is the tight end now. Is it, did he get the starting gig there, the young guy? He, yes, he, he is, I guess. But it's really been this uh, 2020 undrafted rookie, Juwan Johnson, who was a receiver last year, that has made the bigger plays. So he's been more, he's been the more consistent pass catcher. Now, Troutman plays a lot, and he is in there blocking a lot, but I couldn't tell you the target share right now, but it does seem like Jawan Johnson has been targeted more, but he plays less. Uh, they also have Nick Bennett, but he's been on IR. So I expect he'll, he could come back this week. I don't know. Probably after the bye. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, different than last year when they had Josh Hill and Jared Cook and it's practically no one in that room that you'd recognize at this point. Mike, it's, it's early in the week, but what does the injury report look like? Uh, well, Tony Jones, they signed a new kicker, but that wasn't an injury situation. Uh, we're still waiting on Eric McCoy at center, uh, Teron Armstead, uh, left tackle. Uh, can't jump in here because I'm, I'm just uh, trying to think. Well, most of the hurt guys are on IR, um, right? And they could come back, but again, they'll probably come back after the bye, and that's. Defensive end Marcus Davenport has been hurt. Um, linebacker Chase Hansen, he's more of a special teams player. 
uh, linebacker Quan Alexander. Uh, there's so many. It's a very long list. Obviously, kicker Lutz is on our. He won't be back at least until next week um, since they signed a kicker. Um, they, the, the weird back. part is they can come back, right? I mean, like Quan and all that. They're only on the three game. They could come back, but it, right. they're just not, right? It's like, so it's kind of, it's, this is not an easy team to, to really do the injury game with because they, with the three game, Will Clapp came back because his three was up. Will Lutz is available to come back. A lot of these guys are available, but that didn't, that didn't mean a whole lot. So I, I agree with Kat. I don't think we'll see them till after the bye week. Yeah, the, the biggest one is Eric McCoy. And they made, in hindsight, they made a tactical error by not putting him on IR. I, I guess that they thought that he was going to be out less than three weeks, even though the initial reports had him out into the bye. He's a calf injury. So I I don't know about him. I find it odd he didn't go on IR. And neither, neither did Teron Armstead. So their offensive line has really gone through a lot this year. They've moved players around. Players have gotten hurt. And that's been a big issue. They played better last week, but the week before it was, was a – or two weeks I was, was going to ask you about the offensive line situation. I, I wasn't sure. I, I know they're built on the two tackles in McCoy, but they, they, they have not been playing. It, it's been hit or miss. Um, their week two game when they had a ton of – of players on IR in the injury report they really struggled they actually held up well against the Patriots and I would say I mean uh, you can chime in here but I I would say that they were okay against the Giants I don't really remember Jameis really under duress but it's just it's it's a lot of getting used to things you know you have a new quarterback you have a right guard that didn't even take a snap at center in training camp and then because your backup center's hurt suddenly he's your new center um, which means you have to have a new right guard and uh, now a new tackle. Um, so they just had no chance to have form a cohesive unit. But I do think the situation is getting better. It's just kind of a work in progress. Former offensive coordinator left for the Chargers, Lombardi, right? Who, who stepped into that role? That was their quarterback's coach. Right. Well, he was the quarterback's coach. Okay. Pete Carmichael's right. been the OC since – uh, He's been with the team since 06 and uh, OC since 09. So they, Ronald Curry is their new quarterbacks coach. I'm sorry, so to get Ronald Curry? Ronald Curry, yeah. Yeah, Virginia uh, Tech guy. I was going to say, that's a Virginia guy, right? Virginia, Maybe Virginia Tech, yeah. You got, speaking of which, you guys have a ton of Virginia Tech guys on your team, which I don't really care for personally, but you know, it's a James Madison guy, but I'm, we're not going to get into that, but you have a ton of them. We had it. We had a JMU guy, uh, Jimmy Moreland, and they sent him off to um, bad move. Bad move. Well, they could use him now that um, the tire got put on the uh, yeah. reserve list. So they're they're a little short on uh, secondary right now. You guys are not the secondary for the Saints is really good. Um, they they drafted well. They have a mix, if I'm not mistaken, of, of some young players and some vets at the same time. It's the linebacker room that's hurting, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. They have a lot of linebackers hurt or just really new. I remember I was talking to their linebackers coach, Michael Hodges, um, during the summer, and he said something at the time to the effect of, we only have – we only have uh, – our linebackers have only taken, like, less than 20 snaps inside, outside of Demario Davis. So they just don't have a lot of experience. You got rookie Pete Werner playing and he was hurt. 
Um, Zach Bond switched from Sam linebacker to Will linebacker. And, you know, he, he didn't get much playing time last year. And then Chase Hansen's been around the guy on IR, but he hasn't gotten much playing time. So it's it really, it was Quan Alexander and Demario Davis. And then once, once Quan Alexander got hurt, it's kind of a free for all of people you've never heard of. But when, when Quan, when Quan was there, I, I thought like that linebacker core was with Quan and Demario and give me whoever number three is I'm yeah. fine. But when Quan went out and what you all of a sudden went, Whoa, wait a minute. And then you lost chase. So it's amazing how one guy, he was such, you know, I mean, he's such a phenomenal athlete, how he kind of changed the dynamic of that linebacking core. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's the Terry McLaurin show on offense for Washington. Will that will Marshawn Lattimore follow him? Is that, is that what they do on defense or what do we expect there? It kind of depends on the game. And uh, I'm uh, next to Lattimore, I'm not really sure what they're going to do because they've been starting a rookie at corner next to him, and he got picked on a lot last week. Um, they had traded for Bradley Roby and then didn't really play him, I guess, because they thought their their young corner, um, Paul Sanadibo, was doing okay. So it's probably just dependent on the matchup and, and kind of what – who is playing next to Lattimore and how much they trust that person who's playing next to Lattimore. So that it's kind of will be interesting to see. Yeah. They don't typically, you know, it's not where they take Lattimore and put him on their number one guy all the time. And I, the whole, the strange thing with Roby was that he played two plays in new England. And then we, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter, you know, things were getting kind of dicey with the giants. He played a lot more in the second half of that giants game I think just to kind of get some veteran leadership in there. But, I mean, the whole plan with Bradley Roby was not to come in and block up, was to come in and be a starter. So, I don't know. I think we'll see more split time. I thought prior to this Giants game that Adebo had been playing very well, playing well against the tackle, you know, against the tackling, you know, coming up and making some tackles. So, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. But, yeah, Marshawn's their, their shutdown corner. I just don't know what the plan is on the other corner. Let's uh, let's wrap with this. I'm, I know it's early in the week, but I'm curious what your thoughts are score-wise and, and maybe also what it will take for uh, the Saints to pull out a, a win in Washington. Catherine, we could start with you, I guess. Uh, I, for some reason, I see this as a bounce-back game for the Saints. I, I kind of draw a line through last week. I mean, sometimes those games just happen, and the Saints have been through a lot, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just kind of mental fatigue at, at that point. So I cautiously pick the Saints to win. I, I mean, I think it could be a toss-up. Depends on if they actually get anything out of their pass rush, which I know has been an issue for both teams. Um, or both teams are. So I don't know. The Saints offense, it definitely worries me, but I could see this being like a 17-14 win for the Saints. But, you know, who knows? I might be totally off in a few days. Uh, I, I see this. I, I tell you, when I'm watching this, I've watched the Redskins play the Falcons three or four times already. And I, every game I, I go, well, the Falcons are going to win this game. And every game they lose, I don't understand it. But they keep losing to the Washington game. I know the outcome, but I'm like, well, they're going to win. And like, but they, so to me, I, I what, see a lot of the Giants and the Redskins. And, th and they're going to go as Taylor Heineke goes. And he's not as strong as a play action as a Daniel Jones, but his ability to be elusive, throw on the run, pull it down and run, 
uh, is problematic. And so uh, the Saints, who did not get a sack and had six quarterback hurries or hits um, on Daniel Jones, cannot let that happen again. If he runs free um, into that secondary and buys time, which was really what Jones did, he bought enough time to where six seconds you can't cover a guy. So he would find guys wide open. And so the Saints can't afford that. And we certainly don't – I don't think either team wants it to come down to a kicker. Uh, Redskins, Washington, uh, signed one yeah. to their practice squad. Dustin Hopkins missed two extra points. And the Saints signed Cody Parkey today uh, and released Aldrich Rosas, who missed his last three. Parkey, for Saints fans and whoever wants it, do not YouTube Cody Parkey because you're going to get a video that you do not want to see. And it's beyond the Chicago game. It's like, oh, wow. And so, but the guy was, you know, he was the 2014 Pro Bowler. So what? Alter Gross was a 2018 Pro Bowler. All of these kickers, these nomads are all Pro Bowlers at some point. You know, you just got to get him when he's hot. So I think neither team wants it to come down to a field goal. But I, I agree with Kat. The, the Saints are good on the road. They're good the week before, uh, an off week and the week after it. So I, I like the Saints in this one, maybe 21-17. You could never imagine that for a Washington team that hates the kicker, they brought in a, a backup kicker whose last name is Blewett. Blewett, I know. I know it's crazy. You can't, you I saw the same thing. Blewett. Blewett, yeah. All right, well, listen, I appreciate this a whole lot. We won't keep you because I know you both are busy. Catherine Terrell writes for The Athletic. You can find her all over the place. You got articles coming out left this week, Catherine. Uh, I'm yeah, hoping to finish one uh, soon, just uh, breaking down some of the Saints' key areas against the Giants and uh, what that means going forward against Washington. So it's just a little film thing I do every week. And Mike Haas is the play-by-play voice of the Saints, and you can catch him on the radio. Mike, what is the station there in, uh, that you're on down there? WWL AM 870, uh, 105.3 FM. It's a huge 50,000 watt station that they really don't have a lot. Uh, so it's been the flagship station for, for many, many years. So yeah. And then stations along the network. And so I'll do some, some columns and some video stuff for them uh, ahead of the game, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be an entertaining game. Thank you both so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. You bet. You bet. All right, Kat, I will see you at practice or talking to Sean somewhere along the way. All right, y'all have a good day. Yep, you too. Have a safe trip. Thanks. Bye. Bye.